Welcome to The Staggering Truth. I'm your host, Burton Staggs, and today we're going to talk about the murder of Felicity Inman that occurred in November of 2021 in Henderson County. A suspect has been arrested. His name is Gabriel Box. Welcome back to The Staggering Truth. This episode is being uh, recorded from, uh, not from my studio, I am out of town, but I've had a lot of uh, requests to discuss this case as there was a recent arrest in this case. Back in November of 2021, I believe it was November the 19th, it was cold. I received a call that there had been a shooting death in Decatur County. Um, I responded, drove over that night. It was a cold night. Uh, The scene was just inside the Decatur County line on the eastbound side of Highway 412, not far from the Henderson County line. That night, the sheriff's office told me that there was a young lady uh, that had been mortally wounded, gunshot wound to the head. And that she'd been transported to that location by, I believe they use the words, her boyfriend or the baby's, or the baby's father. Uh, the woman was said to be young, 19, 20-ish, and had a small child or an infant. We didn't learn a whole lot more that night. But in the days that would follow, we would tragically learn that Felicity Inman was shot in the head and had died. Uh, We also learned that a young man by the name of Gabriel Box had transported her to that location from somewhere inside Henderson County. And for those of you that are not familiar, these counties border. So the location where he took the young lady and the 911 call or the dispatch was called was made was relatively close to the Henderson County line. We didn't learn a whole lot more that night. In the coming hours, we would learn that that the gun was missing and that local officials, Henderson County, Decatur County, and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations were calling this a suspicious death. For clarification purposes of those of you that are listening outside of the state of Tennessee or maybe not quite familiar with jurisdictions, this case may get a little confusing. So let me take just a moment to explain. Tennessee is divided into about 33 judicial districts. Um... That becomes important in this case because there will be, as you will hear, two different names or two different districts mentioned. That's because Henderson County and Decatur County are in separate judicial districts, meaning there is a jurisdictional issue in this case. You're going to have to find out where the incident occurred as opposed to where it was reported. And because the county line is very close 
there had to be a jurisdictional issue determined. So with that, and I should also explain to the folks that don't know, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, excuse me, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations does not become involved until they are requested by the district attorney. There are a few cases that it is, does not require that, but in most homicide cases or suspicious death cases, it would be upon request of the district attorney general. In this case, the following morning, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation issued to myself and other members of the media that had requested it um, information on this case. And we received a memo that said that the district attorney from Henderson County and the district attorney from Decatur County had both mutually requested the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation's assistance on what they were now calling a suspicious death. The following days, I spoke with investigators from the Decatur County Sheriff's Office. Uh, they advised me that uh, Gabriel Box had gave them a statement that uh, basically he said that he'd been riding with his girlfriend in what appeared to be Henderson County in the area. The road at the time was called Red Bud Road, and that his girlfriend had became distraught and um, put a gun to her head and pulled the trigger. Um, Box told them he tried to uh, render aid, check on her, help her, and he threw the gun out in panic which led to multiple agencies searching, I believe they said, the Redbud Road, Dogwood, Corinth sections of uh, Decatur and Henderson County. Box did give a full statement and was later released. At this point, the case becomes much quieter. In early December, I believe December the 2nd, a search warrant was served on a residence, the residence that we spoke earlier of on Highway 412, just inside the Decatur County line. Approximately three weeks after the search warrant was served by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, Thomas Deering, or Dr. Thomas Deering, of the medical examiner's office, office finalized his autopsy. And the autopsy listed cause of death as gunshot wound to head, manner of death, homicide. At this point, this is where I like to give a warning that the things we're going to talk about in the next few minutes may be upsetting to some, but for investigative purposes and where this case is going, they are ultimately important. At this time, I'm going to walk you through parts of the autopsy by Dr. Deering. I've had the pleasure, if you can call it the pleasure, of covering at least six trials while Dr. Deering has testified as to cause and manner of death in cases. 
He's a very competent pathologist. Um, he makes his comments to the jury where they are very easy to understand, and he breaks them very much down into layman's terms, which I do believe is important in a murder trial when the state is trying to get the jury to understand exactly what happened. So here are his pathological diagnoses. Gunshot wound to the head. A. Gunshot wound A. Right posterior head. Exit at gunshot wound B. Left side of forehead. No soot or stripple seen on the scalp skin surrounding the entrance. That will become important at some point. No soot identified on the bone entrance fracture. Histology confirms no soot or gunpowder in an entrance wound. Once again, this will become very important at some point in this case. B. Associated conditions. The pulmonary aspiration of blood is moderate. Tragically, that means that this young lady's last breath had uh, blood into her lungs. Dr. Deering says cause of death is a gunshot wound to the head. The manner of death is homicide. And a homicide in Tennessee is not always a murder. So we will talk about that in the specifics in other times. Probably not in this podcast. But a homicide means a death by another. But in this case, Dr. Deering says the circumstances of death is shot by other. Pay very close attention to what I told you that Dr. Deering wrote about the gunshot. Also, pay close attention to something he noted in his autopsy. The victim was wearing two gray white slip-on shoes, two white ankle socks, denim pants, tan panties, a red plaid crop shirt, and black bra. The body is received with the jeans unbuckled, unzipped, and the panties pulled down into a lower line on her pelvis. This will become also important later in this podcast. Now, let's go back to the autopsy. He notes gunshot wound A, right posterior head. Gunshot wound A is centered a half inch above the superior and two inches above the posterior to the superior attachment of the right ear. It's an oval wound with circumstantial or circum, circumferential abrasion margin is five-eighths by half inch. No soot on the abrasion margin and no soot or stipple is seen on the surrounding skin. This is very always very important. Soot. Soot is a big indicator of contact or distance of the shot. He then goes on to talk about the exit wound. It is posterior to anterior, decedent's right to left, and the wound is roughly level. That will also play a big role. That the wound track is level or straight. The blood of the victim is tested. It is negative for any type of drugs. Now, let's skip to the summary of the case. 
Felicity Inman was a 20-year-old white woman who reportedly suffered a gunshot wound to the head while sitting in the vehicle with her boyfriend. He states she pulled out the gun and made some statement of, see if you can explain this, and shot herself. He reports that he moved the body from the driver's seat to the passenger's side and then drove for some period of time. He ended up at the father's house who reportedly called 911. The gun was not found in the vehicle and the boyfriend stated he threw it out the window on the drive to his father's house. An order for autopsy is obtained from the Tennessee Medical Examiner of Decatur County. Autopsy examination reveals a distant or intermittent range gunshot wound to the right back of the head. There is injury to the skull and the brain, and the bullet exits out the left forehead. No bullet is recovered at autopsy. Histology of the entrance of the wound skins shows no soot or gunpowder. Due to the appearance of the body, a sexual assault kit and nail clippings were performed. Toxicology is negative. The cause of death is a gunshot wound to the head. Based on these circumstances, history and finding, the stories provided is not consistent with the wound appearance and in the manner of death, in my opinion, is homicide. A few days ago, Gabriel Box was indicted by Henderson County Grand Jury on charges of first-degree murder, theft, and two counts of tampering with evidence. The TBI worked with the U.S. Marshals Service and the Gulf Coast Fugitive Task Force to arrest Box, saying they located him Wednesday in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Box is in custody, currently in custody at Baldwin County, Alabama without bond, and is waiting extradition back to Tennessee. Authorities tell me that Box was taken into custody in Gulf Shores, where he was vacationing with another family, um, potentially his new girlfriend or wife, who may or may not be pregnant at this time. On a note that is also related to this case and the now-defendant, Gabriel Box. Approximately three weeks ago, I was called by a member of the Texas EquiSearch group, and she advised me that her son had had an encounter in New Johnsonville with Gabriel Box, what she described as a violent encounter, and asked me if I knew anything about this case. At that time, I advised her that I believe that the TBI was planning to present this case to the uh, Henderson County Grand Jury when all aspects of the testing had come into back to their office. To my surprise, that arrest happened last week. Of course, it goes without saying that Gabriel Box is presumed innocent until convicted. I want to go ahead and say that because I always try to say that. But let's look at this case. In November, he tells Decatur County officials and the TBI that he is riding or spending time with his girlfriend, who is the victim, Felicity Inman, that she becomes despondent, distressed, depressed, and waves a gun around, and then shoots herself. He takes her, moves her, and then drives the car 
to his father's house. Let's ask a few questions. One, how is she shot in the back of the head? Two, if she's got the gun to her head, why is there no soot? Three, if you're shot inside a vehicle, where's the bullet? And something that surprised me when I first saw the autopsy a few months ago is since there is no medical intervention, no tubes down her throat or um, other things like heart monitors and things like that. Obviously, when she presented to the hospital, they found her to be deceased because there's no medical intervention mentioned in the autopsy. This leads me to go down further in the autopsy to look at why her is her pants unbuttoned, unzipped, and her panties pulled down. Why did Dr. Deering feel the need to do a sexual assault kit? I'll be following up as usual in this case, especially when it gets back into Henderson County and it gets starts its journey through the Tennessee court system. Just want to tell you guys, thank you once again for listening to me. Thank you for following the staggering truth. And as always, as always, my condolences to the victim, the victim's families. And I also like to always say that there are victims on both sides of all these cases. Thank you once again for listening to The Staggering Truth. Thank you.